told they'd never make it past five episodes. Well, here those podcast jerks are. Back for season two. The Boys in the Woods podcast. The show your mother warns you about and that your dad was hiding in the basement listening to. Get ready for the Boys in the Woods podcast. back again what up what up charles we had a fantastic uh, recording with principal of comedy the principal of comedy mr eddie gordon yeah that was a great show man was, i love talking to people around the country make i mean sure i love talking i love when, when we talk to people around the world too but hell yeah make sure you check that out coming up tuesday well that'll be coming up on tuesday and also you can find all of our cool gear, all of our neat things, cool sayings, pity paps, and knickknacks at Boys in the Woods 906.shop. Boys in the Woods 906.shop. Yeah, I got to give me one of them tumblers. And then I'm also, I've got this padded workspace here, Charles, and I want a couple of those coasters because I, I think that my soda pop coasters. and my... Yes, it needs to be. Those coasters right look here. neat. Yeah, I need to pick yeah. one. I think, and they were like six bucks for two, I think. Yeah. It's, it's really not bad. If you want to be out there looking Bucci, we got Bucci gear for you. We got Bucci <laughs> gear for you, but uh, you know, we got Bougie. some uh, we got some Adidas embroidered gear on there. That that's it's real nice. So go check it out there. Go check it out. That's Boys in the Woods nine hundred six dot shop. That's Boys in the Woods nine hundred six dot shop. <clears throat> so the coaches, the coaching the coaching, carousel has coaching, finally come to full completion. Correct. The, the coaching fiasco is over. Something I did want to mention too, real quick, just off the top. Um, I was watching some Premier League, Prima, Pri, Premier, Premier League, Premier, Premier League. League soccer matches. I, uh, I was watching uh, Manchester United versus uh, Wolf. Um, I tell you, that was probably one of. I mean, I don't know if Manchester United's coach is going to be too happy. They did end up walking away with the win. They got the points. They're still in seventh. Wolf's in eleventh. Um, I mean, they're climbing. I don't know. I don't think this is going to be their season. I they mean, take that. They sad. take that really seriously, though. Like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Play. But yeah. I mean, it was it was an intense match. Um, I, I, it was like it was two nothing, two nil coming out of half, two nil coming out of half. Um, and then uh, just a a ghost penalty. It went to VR. They ended up calling it. I mean, because there was contact, but oh boy, oh boy, it was soft. Um, so a PK came and oh boy, I, I now you're gonna have to forgive me on the names. He plays for Wolf, he's number seven. Dude is an elite player. In about a 25 minute span, I watched this dude score, I think, three times. Okay. I mean, it was dude, I'm telling you, it was nuts. The end of this, the end of this ended up being insane. You could not take your eyes away. Um, Manchester United ended up coming coming out and winning, but it was two one. And then Manchester, it was like every time Wolf scored, bro, literally every time Wolf scored at the end, um, Man Man United ended up going, oh, wait a minute, we're supposed to win this game. So then they would take right. the ball down the pitch and they would score in this immaculate fashion and then try to play the worst type of clock management keep away I've seen in a Premier League in my entire life of watching, which isn't very long. But when we're talking Man United here, it was crazy. I mean, the score ended up being 4-3 at the end. I mean, it was 2-0 coming out of half. Should have been 3-0 going into half. Well, should have been 3-0 coming out yeah. of half. They ended up getting that third one. But, yeah, they ended up having a, two subs came in late, and both of those subs came in and scored. And the first one was kind of 
I guess from uh, listening to it, it happens often. When you get a sub that comes onto the pitch, at times in a chaotic situation, the defense lapses. Nobody really communicated correctly on Wolf on who was picking that guy up. He ended up walking down in and getting an easy header. Yeah. Didn't get a lot of head on it, but got it into a position and got the you, you know get, it was a, a little brush off the the, the tip yeah. there. Yeah, so it was nice. And then um, the nineteen year old um, Man United's got uh, some nineteen year olds. Um, Milano, Milano. Yeah, there you go. That dude for sure. Yeah, yeah, bro. That dude was that dude was scary. I mean, the way he weaved in and out, and then it was yeah. so weird. I mean, the Wolf defenders. It was like the perfect storm had kind of opened up in the eye and just left the dude a little bit of space. And he, he he got an immense amount of power on that kick. It was really nice to watch. It was super exciting. I was glad I got to see it. So, uh, but yeah, we talked about that, that if they don't play well, like you said, that goal differential, like you said, it should have been three nil. And you're saying you can't, like you said, they, it's almost like, oh oh, shit, this team's coming back on us. We can't let that because we need to, we need to have at least a two goal, you know, uh, finish here we can't have absolutely. this absolutely absolutely you know, or three yeah, you know, yeah. yeah i mean and it was like it was two nil like i said could have been three nil going into half yeah. should have been three nil coming out of half and then um wolf gets the one and then wolf ends up tying it at three in plus time and i'm like oh my god oh, damn. dude i'm serious like it was three three with Four minutes left. Four minutes left. Yeah. Four minutes left of plus time, dude. Of stoppage time. I'm sorry. Maybe four minutes left of stoppage time, and uh, then oh boy, 19 year old comes. Just like I said, it was just so magical. It was it was weird to watch, but where was, I mean, five goals in that in that last uh, like 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. do, you think, do you think there's a bar in Wisconsin that like they get as excited about it? I mean, because I know yeah, to, uh, yes, Milwaukee yes. used to have a club, right? Milwaukee had a club. Well, team I mean, every time I go to Taco Burrito, Mexico, and Green Bay, they got soccer on. So, oh, really? I, I, yeah, I love that. But I mean, like I'm talking about, I want the experience <laughs> of walking into a pub. Oh, and, like a, like a pub style yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a couple of them. I know Man City came over. Uh, for well, they had a huge. A, they had a huge Raptors at Lambo. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I, I think they had a match at Lambo Field, didn't they? If they did last last summer, I yeah, yeah. So I believe that we'll be doing that again. I can't fucking wait, dude. If they do, you got to get a hold. We got to go there. We're going. The- There's no questions asked. We're going. We'll jump the fence if we got and, to. We're going. We're getting where the cameras are coming out. I mean, if we got to go yeah. there, I mean, I need a jersey. I got to get myself this. Yeah, I gotta get we'll go. Football. I'm gonna go in my in my um, which Your is Matthew? totally normal. But I'm Your gonna Matthew? go in my my beast buy. Uh, Lionel Messi shirt. It's not a Best Buy. It's a Beast <laughs> Buy. <laughs> My Wish.com Messi jersey. <laughs> I just want to apologize to one in particular listener. Brent, I'm sorry that Charles and I got into it and the audio for you was like me screaming in your ear like a witch's tit. But I said to him, I said, Charles and I get into it. I said, at least you get both sides of the perspective. And he's like, I agree with Charles. He goes, I agree that they should have went for it, but only if they would have got it. And I was like, hey, I listened, I listened to myself talk and I listened to the podcast last episode and I was like, it is kind of cringy. And then I was like, I get why Charles gets irritated with me sometimes because neither one of us want to give up. And then when you bring facts, I get worse about my take and you sit there and go, bro, 
bro, just drop it, bro. And I was like, to Brett, I'm like, I understand. I get it. I he sent me a message, dude. He goes, oh, did he? Did he the crazy part is, bro, is you two aren't even Lions fans. You're fucking Packers fans. <laughs> me too. He's like, you guys aren't even Lions fans. I said, like, I said, we're passionate football. We're passionate sports fans. Right. If you get us on a topic and you want us to talk about that topic, we're going to talk about it like we've been fans for 20 years. That's, that's not how you got to do it, right? Charles, he goes, the worst thing about it, he goes, is that you brought up the seven points of the score, and you're like, I don't see a problem here. And so he goes, he, you go, it's a three-score game either way. And he goes, you immediately jump down Charles's throat, and he goes, Charles got defensive, and he goes, he goes, then you guys both backed away and tried to change the subject. But he goes, a minute later, it came back up again. And I was like, <laughs> it happens like that sometimes. Sometimes it happens like that. Not yeah. all the time, but sometimes. Uh, no, I mean, and we even we even touched a little bit on on the end of the episode. You, you in the, the sports world is passionate. Oh, For yeah. God's sakes, there's passion in everything, right? Taylor oh. Swift has brought just just Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey brought an influx of three hundred thirty one point five million to the NFL slash Kansas City Chiefs organization this year. You yeah, get passion. Why, yeah, that's why I put out the uh, the meme of. We know who Roger Goodell is cheering for in this scenario. And and we're talking about so passion, too. I mean, you want to see passion. Let's go to a soccer pub. I mean, so the rivalry that we know that is like Michigan, um, Ohio State, right? Pales in comparison to anything. I mean, that that's got to be the Ohio. rivalry in college sports, right? Or in sport, in American sports. I, I don't know a rivalry that is still going so strong right now. Someone told me that you probably might have told me this, that the viewership numbers that they get for like their rivalry matches over there in like England and Ireland and, and yeah. stuff like that, those those pale are U.S. Uh, playoff games pale in comparison. And those are just regular season matches for them. That's I mean, I, rugby has a following of 800 million globally. Yeah, and I mean the NFL has 180 million globally. Yeah. You can any it does not matter. You can turn it to literally any rugby match ever and the stadium it is filled more than one of the best ball games in college football. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, you know, I mean and I get it though. I get it for American sports to this be what they are today, we I mean yeah. they had to diminish the worldwide sports program. They had to. Yeah. Because are you kidding me? I mean, if Americans grew up with soccer the way the rest of the world does, we would not be watching football. I'm telling you, oh, God, there's no, something don't. about soccer. I mean, and it's the one thing I hear most often is, oh, it's so boring. Like, I don't know, man. It's not like, boring. You have to just, you have to understand the game. And I think a lot of people don't. And right. you, need, you need to be explained to them. Cause I mean, we've been trying to get in. I've been watching LeBron James flop way worse than any of these soccer players over the last <laughs> couple of years. I mean, I mean, the NBA in its own sense is. <laughs> so it's, I, I wanted to ask you something, Charles. It's about a the way F1. better product. Uh, this, the Chicago F1, uh, this yeah. deal. So what, what, what in particular is going on with this? You said Chicago. So let me is... pull up a cool, let me pull up a couple of things. So, right. so F1 racing, um, put in is for it... licensing in Chicago. The circuit in Chicago. Yeah. So, uh, could F1 be eyeing a race in Chicago? This, this is uh, a few days ago. Right. Uh, they apply for race trademarking, um, 
Let's go. Let's see. And I mean, the, the Chicago, the, the local Chicago news is eating this up. So five days ago, MSN awesome. um, and a few other affiliates kind of broke the news. Three days ago now, you've got places like um, NBC5 Chicago, ABC7 News Chicago. Um, yeah. They're all talking about it now also. So Formula One um, is taking the first steps towards uh, Chicago Grand Grand I'm super excited about this. Uh, there doesn't appear to be the city of Chicago could be hosting another street race or not. The licensing arm has registered several trademarks, all to secure names for a race in the Windy City. They include Formula One Grand Prix of Chicago, Grand Prix of Chicago, Chicago Grand Prix, and Formula One Chicago Grand Prix. All names were registered last week. While awesome. trademark names can be registered without committing to any event, the move could be the first step towards another race. Another race in the US F1 returned to the US in 2012 with the US GP at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. In the ensuing years, they've added a race in Miami and last season staged an inaugural Las Vegas GP, which by many measures was a big success. Now, that's funny to hear that because yeah. on the social side of it, on the like POV views from Instagram, yada yada yada, right. there was there was small portions that didn't seem to be getting it right at all, and in fact, a major issue with the track itself and the locals. But through all of that noise, it seems like the Las Vegas Grand Prix was not only a success in those that ran its eyes, which I believe T-Mobile has a lot to do with that. So T-Mobile customers will get. Um, special access via magenta programs yada 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 so that's yeah. that's that's yeah. exciting that's exciting to see um f1's popularity in america has exploded thanks in large part to the netflix series drive to survive and f1's commercial rights owner liberty media has been eager to build on that popularity i mean f1 racing is growing i love it i love the spectacles i hate I hate the fact that things in America right now are reaching the 5,000 to six figure mark in order for you to deep dive into these situations. So I, I'm really, really hoping that F1 kind of sticks to their, to their shit here and, well, right. You can, you can they only imagine they don't American beautify across them in the U S mm. you know, it's gonna absolutely. be big. absolutely absolutely love, love to see it but i'll be excited um gosh it would be it would it would be just the bees knees to get that close to a race because otherwise mm -hmm. we're looking at miami or las vegas and i know the wife wants to go to las vegas but i'm hearing i want to wait for that las vegas one um, got a for a couple more years vegas, huh? yeah yeah i want to wait a, i want to wait a couple more years i, I because your first couple times setting that event up, it's going to be terrible in the sense of traffic, getting around, going from A to B, where to go, where to be. Um, after a few years, you know, you, you think of it like, like uh, what are those called? Um, you got like you've got this river, and I believe there are tributaries that break off. Jesus, I've not been in environmental science in a long time. But anyways, those those things that break off, we'll call them streams. Let's you know they can they can turn into rivers in their own sense. It just 
takes time and a continued path. Just as we talked about with, with um, Mr. Gordon, you know, 10,000 hours, nine and a half years to be perfect at something. Um, so the more the Las Vegas crew gets to do this, the better it's going to be as the years come on. And I mean, let's be honest, Las Vegas is a spectacle in its own sense. So anything that goes to Las Vegas and becomes its own thing is definitely worth seeing. You know, the Super Bowl, when it was in New York, the Super Bowl, when it's anywhere else, is it is its own thing. But when the Super Bowl outside of that couple blocks that it was in, New York was just New York, right? It appeared yeah. that when F1 went to Vegas, Vegas became F1. So when you could do that in a place like Vegas, watch out. I think Vegas adopts every sporting event that comes there. Like they embrace it with open arms, like the Super Bowl. Uh, the golf, the golf events that they have there, the golf world tour, whatever the hell that is called. Uh, yeah, they Vegas usually shows out for whatever event is there. Absolutely. Now to kind of end, um, end this on a on a on an actual positive, pretty positive note, I think. Um, so nothing's going to happen this year. Well, no, As, like, um, years, yeah. Well, that, that's what I thought. Here's the oh, positive really? side of this. Check this out. So F1 has already announced their 2024 schedule, and NASCAR also did. However, neither sanctioning body has revealed anything for 2025 yet. So this speculation could continue for months. Should NASCAR return to the streets of Chicago in 2025? Given the road closures that come with the setup on a street course, it would make sense to use that same course for an F1 event. For now, at least F1 owns the rights to a race in Chicago, at least the name. So that'll be exciting. We're definitely going to keep eyes on that for sure. Um, also, Lewis Hamilton switching from Mercedes to Ferrari. Yeah. I mean, Lewis Hamilton is a champion. He, is, he has done many, many, many wonderful things. And I believe there's been speculation about him leaving the last couple of years and nothing came into fruition. It finally happened. It, it, there's got to be some bitterness going on there. I mean, you don't usually go to your rival. <laughs> yeah. On, well, but... I mean, and Ferrari, for my understanding, I mean, the, the, the thing, okay, so I, just walking into this, just walking into this as an American, yeah. Red no Bull idea. has dominated. Red yeah, Bull right. has dominated. I don't, I mean, I think the last time as an American, I remember hearing much about Ferrari at this point was yeah. that was that movie that just came out when Ford beat their ass in the 24-hour race which I happened to see that exact car at the Henry Ford Museum. Yeah, Absolutely good gorgeous. Movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Very good movie. But that was like, okay. Um, and, you know, you don't... Now here, coming up in America, we are getting a movie called Ferrari. Um, I'm probably going to have to go watch that now no, to, to learn yeah. a little bit more about yeah. Ferrari. Because we'll do a movie review. One yeah. of the main things about this in that movie was is that if... If you're going to drive a Ferrari car, you're going to be a winner. Right. We're going to get rid of you. Well, clock's ticking Ferrari. Ding, 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 ding. Clock's ding. ticking Ferrari. So we'll see what happens. Now let's jump on this coaching carousel. Let's jump on this coaching right. carousel. We got we to gotta talk a little bit about the NFL. They do have 180 million global listeners. So, <laughs> Very correct. I so, mean... I, What's one, what's one of your biggest takeaways from this coaching carousel? 
the, the, the biggest takeaway or not takeaway. I mean, the biggest takeaway is that Pete Carroll and Bill, Bill Belichick are unemployed right now, I think. And, and Vrabel. I mean, yeah. good Lord. I never would have thought that. Well, I mean, Vrabel's not technically not unemployed. I mean, he just doesn't have a team yet. I'm sure yeah. somebody's going to pick him up for something, what regardless what it is. Um, do you remember like, me? Do you? I, I'm not sure where we talked about this, but do you remember me telling you that that the NFL is getting younger? Yeah, yeah. Is that well, ownership he, wants these new young minds? These these new innovative innovative creators these designers of the motion these designers of um disguises you know what i'm saying the masters of disguises you're you know it's the players got to be able to relate to the coach as well and the way things are changing yeah the players are leaving as juniors you know and well, you and Matt Stafford, that thing came out this year about Matt Stafford not being able to connect with the players, and he's the damn quarterback in the locker room. And he's not that old either. He's only like 34. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? I mean, now you've got Mike McDonald going to Seattle. Congratulations, Mike McDonald. What a wonderful Mike story McDonald. Mike McDonald has been. We've, we've loved seeing it. We've loved watching you. We loved what you did in Michigan. It was I liked it. I liked it. Harbaugh basically, uh, basically helped him out in his interview, too. He said, that guy, he's like, that guy is going to be a head coach someday. That guy should be your head coach. And yeah. I'm glad that he got Seattle because yeah, maybe he can bring back some. Well, and he's a huge players coach. Now he's oh, coming yeah. from the Harbaugh trees. Correct. Both yeah. brothers, right? And something that I've heard significantly about Mr. McDonald is how much the players resonate with this individual. I think Seattle may have gotten their tenure. I like Mike McDonald. He's a defensive-minded coach in an offensive league right now. Yeah. But something, okay, so the, the league changes often. It's, it's yeah. ebbs and flows. And this coaching cycle, we saw a hell of a lot of defensive-minded coaches come back into the head coaching position. Um, Dan Quinn. Well, right, because they can just hire a good offensive coordinator. Well, that's the thought. Now, are you yeah. going to bringing in a good OC. This is something that that's, has that's been hard. muddled by bigger media networks in the sense of, well, that head coach hired that offensive coordinator, and because of that, we need to fire the head coach and bring in a whole new staff. Yeah. Or, or if you're telling me the only damn problem is the offensive coordinator or maybe one or two coaches on a staff of 50 fucking coaches. Why don't you why don't you just let that guy try to figure out those two positions real quick, right? Cuz he got right. the other 48 just fine. Okay, so maybe just maybe the the media can can buzz off just a little bit here and and allow these guys the opportunity. I mean, we have to do that with Matt LaFleur. Well, here's you know? the thing, it, it that you only hear of that type of deal in these bigger market areas because you don't hear green bay you hear the fans about green bay like bashing right. on the but you don't really see the local media bashing no. on the coaches ever in green almost bay. ever i mean did no. you knew it was time when when the media when the local around here started when they started the talking team. about joe barry i mean they all i mean they they started talking about how much he's being talked about what he hasn't accomplished they gave what he has accomplished but yeah yeah, I mean when 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 you've got when you've got uh, Green Bay Nation 
talking Damn about man. it again. You know, the, the CBS, uh, CBS Live there with, with yeah. Marcus Eversall and uh, the other two there. Um, can't I get some of these guys' names. Like, I, I, I want to hear them say their own name because it's some, the, the dialect doesn't seem to fit some of these guys' names. No, no. Oh, Lauren Helbrick. That's the that's and then that's the other one I can't remember his name. Did you ever Damn. did you ever hear uh, Larry McCarran say like I think it was like Paul Rubenstein or something? He was like talking about some ESPN like article. He's like he said it really really fast. Paul Rubenstein and he it, but no no I'm pretty sure that's not what that is. And he and Rubenstein and he's like Rubenstein and then he like says it real quick and then he just pat he just keeps on talking. But that's what we get in Green Bay. We get those guys. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But right, so so Mike away? McDonald, Mike McDonald, we Mike love McDonald. that in Seattle. Um, and you had mentioned too the fact that like Carol, Belichick, Vrabel. Um that, I guess to I'm me, not, I'm not to me surprised the, by the two of them, but the fact that Belichick I, had uh, two interviews with Atlanta, that kind of blew mm-hmm. me away. That hmm. I think he wanted too much control. What do you what do you think? Were the reins too thick on the horse for Belichick to get his grips around? I don't think so. I don't think so. And he had mentioned he had mentioned multiple times leading up to the presser um, with his release from the Patriots, including at the presser with his release from the Patriots. So he just wants to coach. I think ultimately what it comes down to is that old boy did shit without Tom Brady. He didn't do anything, and all of these places except the Chargers need a quarterback. So, so Bill can't do nothing without. I mean, and and it. So do you want to? It's like wanna, how many people was Brady making a Pro Bowl? I I couldn't tell. I mean, I'll probably quite a few. I mean, it wasn't because I, I mean the only Pro Bowlers that Bill had since Bill Brady left was a punt returner and a punter. Yeah. So you're you're basically telling me this. I agree with you on this a thousand percent. What you're telling me and I get from what you're saying is that Belichick's uh, career could possibly be tainted because of the lack of him getting another job opportunity because people are seeing bill wanted to win without brady and that pushed brady out of the patriots and bill couldn't win without brady and brady ended up winning without bill so yeah that writes the story for who bill belichick is i'm sorry but bill belichick was not i mean the way people talk about him is awesome right but at the same time let's be realistic here tom brady won those super bowls what did what did what did they do the year tom brady was hurt I remember remember that year Tom Brady broke his leg and the NFL changed a whole bunch of things because the dynasty was uh, over, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, while you're looking that stat up, I'm going to go ahead and attempt to not make a fool of myself. I'm assuming they didn't even make the playoffs. So at that point, what what else would... T- I think that's when it started for Bill. I think I think the rumbles started when that season without Brady went as bad as it did. And then the seasons after with Brady went as well as they did. I think Bill started to ask himself, can I win without Brady? And that's what forced the uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversation that led Brady to Tampa Bay. Well, then Brady went off and Tampa Bay wasn't Tampa Bay wasn't a quarterback away from a good scenario. Let's let's be honest. Like before Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, nobody was like, man, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can get a quarterback, they're going to win a Super Bowl in the next 2 years. That, that can't be right that they went 11 and 5 that year. Did they? 
That's what I, I it could be right. It very well could be right. Did they lose in the first round of the playoffs? Oh, hold on here. Something significant happened. Like I said, I was I was attempting to not make a fool of myself. They may have done all right. Uh, maybe maybe it was yeah, they had to have done all right. They were in a division. Maybe it was the 2008 season. It was and... the 2008 season. He broke his leg. Oh well, they either way, they both times they made the playoffs. But I don't understand. I got I I don't know. But yeah, they definitely weren't the same football team without Brady. Um, you can say Bill can coach up talent. I mean, of course we know he can coach. We're not gonna. They didn't win that many games just because of Brady. I mean, he he can coach, but is he? Would he have won those Super Bowls without him? And I think that question is pretty fucking clear that he couldn't win with. Yeah, no, no, no. I wasn't wrong. They had a good record, right? Uh, yeah. Despite finishing the regular season with an eleven and five record, the Patriots did not qualify for the playoffs, becoming the first eleven win team since the expansion to a twelve team playoff in nineteen ninety to miss the playoffs. As well That's as the, only the second team after the 1985 Denver Broncos since the NFL expanded to a 16 game regular season. Was that the was the that season the opener saw quarterback Tom Brady, the NFL's MVP in 2007, suffer a torn anterior, fucking broke his leg and season opening victory against the Chiefs and missed the remainder of the season. Backup quarterback Matt Castle replaced Brady. Castle led the team to a win in week two against the New York Jets. His first start since high school, a loss the following week against the Dolphins, ended the Pats' record 21-game regular season win streak. That's crazy. They entered that season, that last week of the season with a three-game win streak but found themselves not controlling their own destiny. Oh, In addition smooth. to Week 17 win, they also needed a Dolphins loss or a Ravens loss to be a wild card. They but that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. They won the Super Bowl in 2008. The Giants won in 2009. They beat the Patriots the year they went undefeated, didn't they? I'm oh, so confused. God, right it's now. absolutely impossible if they didn't make the playoffs. How did they not make the playoffs in 2008? That's, I swear they won the Super Bowl. No. 2008, the very first game, Tom Brady breaks his leg. Patriots don't make the playoffs. That's all I remember. Now, I didn't remember the significance of them not making the playoffs. February 3rd, 2008. New England Patriots versus New York Giants Super Bowl. Yeah, that, 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 listen, hold on, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. No, no, don't, 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 don't. I'm going to unconfuse you. Hold on. The Super Bowl played on February is for the 2007 season. If it, yeah, if, but in, if, they were in the Super Bowl in 2000. Okay, so okay, hold on, hold on, listen, listen. The next season starts August 2008. In September, he breaks his leg. The 2008 Super Bowl is played February 2009. Yeah, they so the were 2008 season. Yeah, the 2008 season is you're not, you're not. There is no confusion. If you're still confused, that that's more of a you thing. The timeline is simple. The 2007 season starts in August. The Super Bowl is played in February 2008. The 2008 season starts in August. And the Super Bowl for 2008 is played February 2009. It's it's super simple. And where the connection is lost is the calendar year. The NFL season does not follow the calendar year. They follow their own calendar year. So they got this so messed up. They uh, they haven't. Well, I'm just saying the website I'm listed right. at 
has the 2009 season as the 2008 season and 2008 season as 2007. Yeah, that's probably because they they've got some stupid ass AI written program that yeah, nobody nobody proofread. I was like, how could they? They I know they won a Super Bowl before the Brady thing happened. I was like, yeah. why are they calling? Well, I mean, that that season, that season, Tom Brady was exactly. also the MVP. They went by yeah. the date and called the date the season. Talk yeah. about stupid. That's why exactly why you people should not be using AI. There's a prime <laughs> yeah. reason right there. You just, just have to proofread it. I just got confused, even though the facts are the facts, and they don't change. <laughs> this isn't a Mandela effect here. Charles and no, I are reading no. the same thing and reading no. it backwards. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't wrong. You weren't wrong. Yeah, you just, I was just reading off date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't give your, me pillow, your pillow's followed. Your pillow's followed. Get your yeah. pillow. Yeah, it's just the. It's just a little little pilly, just a little oh. pilly here. Yeah, that's a cool ass here. thing. That's a cool ass thing. Yeah. So it's so, all right. Let's get back to this code. I love our side trip sometimes. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What the hell's going on here? I wasn't. I wasn't judging you. Anything that was going on, I was just like, no, why no. are they doing no, this? No, but no, no. We had to look that up because, like I said, I remember. I remember the year they lost Tom Brady. They didn't make the playoffs. Now it ended up being pretty significant. So maybe my side trek about that's when Bill started asking himself, "Can I win without Brady?" Right, because you go eleven and five, but you don't control your own destiny. Do you control it with Tom Brady? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, is that going to make you think the entire time? Hell no! You went eleven and five, and two other teams at eleven and five didn't lose either. Nothing you can do about that, I guess. Losing to the Miami Dolphins at the beginning of the season, though, that may have been the kicker. But you went eleven and five. They they went eleven and five, and you went eleven and five. So yeah. With Tom Brady back for game three, does the, the, the regular season streak continue? If you ask assuming, Tom, he says yes. I'm assuming they were at home for that game. They lost on the road, I'm assuming. And at right. home with Brady? Oh, man. Yeah, let's bet against Brady. Mm -hmm. Okay, come on, people. That's like betting against um, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, we can get into that, too, at the end. Um, but are, are, we talked about this with Paul and Mike. All right, the Dan Quinn thing. Are you about no. as confused as this hire is me? I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not confused. I guess I'm confused because there's more blanks in the information than I realized. One thing NFL front offices and executives do really well, and you, you don't hear this often from big name media, because if you're, if I'm going to tell you that, that we don't hear shit from the front front offices of NFL, it's all speculation that either leads to something close to what was being said or nothing at all. So in this I, scenario, yeah. like what's up with Eric? Right. What's up well, with Eric Benemy? Here's the thing I'm bringing up that you will go back to this, but this uh -huh. is the only thing I wanted to address. I've yeah, been yeah, looking yeah. at the coaching grade thing and here's NFL or CBS sports.com 2024 yeah. NFL head coaching hires grades. The first thing that come up, the commanders get D plus for Dan Quinn chargers get an A for Jim Harbaugh. Why swing and coaching uh, energy. And they were like, and I get that hiring Harbaugh is going to bring a lot of energy to your team. Everybody's upbeat, happy. It's going to right. be, a, a plus. but only one team was in the running for Harbaugh. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't, I don't understand where no, these no, no, writers no. are thinking. Well, Dan like, Quinn is not a, it's not a flashy. No, player. I, no, I, 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 I can see that Dan Quinn definitely doesn't go on stage and reference the Shawshank redemption, which is literally a subcontext for, the dude broke out of prison and escaped scot-free and lived his best life on a beach. Right. Yep. 
which could arguably be Jim Harbaugh escaping the NCAA for a beach in LA. <laughs> All right. So, so you're not going to get that from Dan Quinn. No, you're not. But Dan Quinn took the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl, and then the the Atlanta Falcons have done nothing since, right? And you got you got oh well, uh, a bunch of breakdowns happened. Well, Kyle Shanahan was a part of that breakdown, offensively and arguably one of the main reasons. And it wasn't Dan Quinn, the head coach, that caused him that. It was Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, that caused him that. So, I mean, Dan Quinn, the head coach, takes a team to the Super Bowl. I like the hire. I don't know. I, I, I would have liked Eric more. But, I mean, after everything was said and done, and I, two of the big things for me, bro, is Eric and Ben Johnson here. I think the Washington Commanders got left with Dan Quinn because Eric – bit the bag, I guess, in his one and only interview he had. And then Ben Johnson, there are now multiple reports that Ben Johnson is just a diva and he belongs in Detroit. So we got to hope that that marriage works out beautifully because as soon as the Ford family finds out, hey, wait a minute, he's asking for too much money out there. We don't have to give him this much money anymore. You're going to run into an issue there. So- I guess I run into an issue with Quinn because he's he's a 500 coach and he's he's had a, almost 100 games of coaching. Right. And usually you get 100 games well, of Raheem games. Morris is worse. Way worse. Well, well I mean, right. you have Bill Belichick over Raheem Morris. If we're I, talking stats, if we're talking statistics, you know what I, I mean? You got you got to you got to you got to give Atlanta a D minus if you're giving Washington a D plus. Where do they got Atlanta? <laughs> All right, I'll give you the. I'm gonna look it up again. I yeah, yeah, bring that up. I mean, if they don't have Atlanta at a D minus, but they got Washington at a D plus, Washington has a Super Bowl coach, right? And and a well proven defensive coach, arguably. I mean, you can yell about the run all you want, but there's a lot of teams struggling with the run right now. Obviously, we get Harbaugh's got an A. Yeah, Dan Quinn got the D plus. Raheem Morris. All right, ready for it. Yeah, they gave him a B. They gave him a B. <laughs> Whoever wrote that list is the same person who said two of the best spots to retire is L.A. and New York. F them, bro. You got you lost me. You lost. You not even a C. You lost. No, Ricky no. Morris has like a twenty-four and forty-nine record as a head coach in the NFL. His last coaching experience was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you know who replaced him? Bruce Arians. Here's so, the kicker. They gave Mike McDonald a B and gave that guy a B plus. So that's all you need to know about that article. That is just terrible. A minus for the Mike McDan or McDonald post. I, I can see a B plus for McDonald because he doesn't. He hasn't proven himself as a head coach, right? He's proven himself as a coach, but maybe not a head coach. I can see a B plus. Maybe you leave the A's for proven coaches. But if you're going to give Harbaugh an A, how yeah. do you not give Dan Quinn the same grade? Because Harbaugh has done the same thing Dan Quinn has done. He made it to a Super Bowl and lost. Dan Quinn made it to a Super Bowl and lost. So if you're if you're basing this entire grade off of the personality of an individual in the media room, you're terrible at your job. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. But Harbaugh owns the Harbaugh has a better winning percentage, but who's been in the NFL longer? Harbaugh just spent the last nine years as as a college football coach. 
You yeah. know, so if we if we mirror these projections over, you're talking Harbaugh in San Diego. He's not going to have a great two years. This third year even, should be pretty good. You don't even have to mirror it. I mean, it, we're going to get one season, and you're going to have all these people talking again. It's going to become this weird coaching oh, good carousel. News, good news for Washington and L.A. and these other teams is that sure. you've got teams like Dallas and Philadelphia walking into the season with the media already screaming about their head coaches, although the entire organization yeah. is backing the head coaches. So I don't understand where these media come off with these scenarios. I don't. I don't get it. You're a 12 and five head coach. You have the second most or the most NFC championship appearances. It's like this Doc Rivers shit, you know? Oh, well, he's, you know, he's six and seven in game sevens, you know? But he's played 13 game sevens. Uh, you got to get there to play those games. You got to be pretty good to play those games. Well, you, you, you can't just blame a coach for the players not performing either. I think that's oh, absolutely. Part of the absolutely. You know, so, so I mean, that's 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 really what it boils down to. I like I like the Dan Quinn hire considering everything else. I would not like the Bill Belichick hire. That's what it boils down to. I would not. I, I would not like the Bill Belichick hire. I think he's chasing his wins. You're only going to get two or three years out of the guy. If I'm an owner looking at a revamped organization or the potential of a Super Bowl, I'm not risking it on two years for a guy who's done nothing over the last six. But I guess Period. I guess that brings into question why not Vrabel over Dan Quinn? And here's the scenario too with the front offices thing. There's 32 front offices in the NFL. If you piss one off, the other 31 know about it and how it got happened, why it happened, and where they went with it and how they got there. So whatever Charles. that scenario yeah. is, whatever that scenario is, has has more or less diminished Vrabel's ability to pursue a head coaching option this year. I think I think him and Belichick will take a year off. Um, I believe they'll take the Mike McCarthy route. If they want to get back into the NFL, they'll have to. They'll have to change who they are as an NFL personality. Here's the thing of, of all the places that I guess I don't I think I guess I feel bad for Dan Campbell because he's going into a shitty that's a shitty organization. Washington is, is a terrible Dan Quinn, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, I feel bad for Campbell too. Why? What's up? <laughs> no, no, but, I feel yeah. bad. For that. that whole situation is. I uh, do a too. Shit I do too. But but again, too though, I feel the same way for Harbaugh. The same, the same feelings. Well, that aren't they, are aren't, had, they just, aren't they just the West Coast lovable losers? I mean, can we just call them that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're in an organization with the Kansas City Chiefs, who not, this year are rebuilding. The Chargers are in an organization, or the Chargers are in a division with the Chiefs, and this was, year is the Chiefs' rebuilding year. That's what people. Don't, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm. It's crazy to me that people don't talk about that enough. This was the Kansas City Chiefs' rebuilding year, and they're back in the Super Bowl after being there last year. Their offensive coordinator rehaul, coaches rehaul. A bunch of rookies on that offense, um, a few defensive holes that needed to be filled and got filled, and Kansas City's back in the playoffs. Yeah, but they've back they've, in the Super Bowl. They're not going to be able to reload. They they've handcuffed themselves just like the uh, the Rams have with no. The, but that's but that right. But that's like they they owe way too much money to these people. That, no, 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 bro. That's what I'm telling you. That was this year. They're no, done with it now. I don't think they're. I think they're they're strapped Listen, for cash for a couple more seasons. I don't think they no, can just pick people up. What? But they. But no. But I'm saying they don't need to. The players they now have, they've retained. 
at worst case scenario, you might have somebody retire like yeah. Kelsey. Well, you know, but and then the rest of them, like the rest of them are young. Yeah, <laughs> they're in deep shit. If Kelsey's gone, he's yeah. 80%. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You remember I mean, me yelling at the beginning of the season? All you have to do is disguise how you're double teaming Kelsey. Yeah, let's get into this. Okay, let's just for humor. Yeah. Uh, who who do you replace Kelsey with? Because we know that they're going to be in the playoffs, regardless of Kelsey's there or not. They got yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Who did the um, Patriots replace Gronk with? I, I just it's just not something you do. No, no, no. It, but I'm just saying, like, would you think they'd be drafting somebody if Kelsey retires? Or are they gonna Are they gonna try? They'll to definitely draft, but when he retires, it'll open up some cap space. And I mean, and who wouldn't want to catch the ball with Patrick Mahomes? No shit, absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, you, that, that that'll yeah. open up. That's just like. That would kind of just be like the Pete Carroll thing coming out of nowhere, right? You're, yes. We're not going to hear names for Seattle because you, you didn't think about names for Seattle because you didn't think Pete Carroll was going to be gone. So, like, even in the draft, right? Like, we've got a draft board. If Travis Kelsey retires, we got a new draft board. You know what I mean? Maybe one, maybe two doesn't change. But if you won the Super Bowl, I mean, I you're down to 31, 32. You're, you're going to be taking – so you're going to be taking the same thing they take. They're probably going to, they're going to take an offensive. Lineman. I think the only way Kelsey doesn't come back is if they don't win the Super Bowl and he runs it back one more season because I think he wants to retire with his brother. I know that's that's kind of like a conspiracy thing, but I heard that that one lady, bro, they love each uh, other, man. They Those two, they, they, they played it. football together their whole lives. They've been yeah. they've been in the system their whole lives yeah. and Let's run this out, man. One more, yeah. one last season, one last game. You know Kelsey, I mean, I mean uh, the one, the one's gone, but. I don't think that's a conspiracy as much as it is just a no, no, a, no. a random, a no, random observation. No, the conspiracy was is that the lady, uh, some lady, interviewed him and he said that to her that we'd like to retire together. And well, Jason's already retired, so how can you retire together if the other one's still playing? So I yeah. think it was is that he's like, yeah, we like to retire together. So basically, he's saying. I like to win a Super Bowl and retire is basically what he probably was saying. Oh, and she took that and she actually when said was it. when yeah. was the inter when was the interview though? During the playoffs. Oh, this year? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. That's the conspiracy, is that she it's not really a conspiracy. It's that did she leak a comment that he had said to her, which you know, obviously you you should keep that shit to yourself, but um, I, I, I guess I guess ultimately with the internet when it when it comes down to the yeah. two biggest celebrities in the world right now, I'm not gonna believe shit unless it comes out of their mouth. Well, no, I'm just well to take put this in perspective. Say you yeah. and I were to get um get big enough where we had a half a million people that listened, yeah. and you and I were like had a conversation on the phone, and you know, and one of our guests was on listening to us, and they're like, damn, that's some spicy stuff, like barstool, and they're just like they go talk to some other guest or yeah, something. Yeah. And say, yeah, I heard that those guys are going to sign a $20 million deal. And that, that's how quick that stuff leaks. You know, you know, as well as I do, like well, I, I do. But I mean, at the same yeah. time, I, I mean, I guess the 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 position I'm taking on this is that whoever may or may not have leaked this is utilizing an opportunity to get their <coughs> their name out <coughs> They're, they threw a bunch of smoke, misquoted a, a small line in a conversation to oh, I don't get, know. I think to get recognized. Big. I think she's pretty big. I think I thought she was an NFL reporter. 
NFL.com or whatever. I thought Ooh, she was big. We just found out they cut they they make up shit yeah. on the sidelines anyway. So <laughs> that that we should have got into that. That makes me laugh. I, the <laughs> fact that she was like literally saying that like she talked she didn't even talk to like the, the coaches and she would yeah. just make shitty sidelines. But that's I mean, you, you it's it's impossible for me not to take that position just due to it it having to do with Taylor Swift. Right. I mean, if you take taking something hashtag Swifty is yeah. almost the same thing as tagging it hashtag cricket fever, which is one of the wildest hashtags you can get. As long as you're talking anything about cricket, you put hashtag cricket oh, fever on that oh, shit. Did, it goes whack. Did I tell you about uh, what happened with X? Oh, some some a, somebody did some AI thing and like got naked pictures of her doing like really nasty stuff inside the Kansas city chiefs, like, like it's all AI and now yeah. you can't even search like anything Taylor Swift. So if anybody out there don't tag anything with Taylor Swift on X, because you're not going to Swifty Kelsey, you're not going to be able to like uh, search it. So just a heads up, yeah. you know, stupid people, stupid people. Why even do nasty, weird? Well, shit that's, like that? that's, a, I, I, that's, that's an X situation. That's, that's it's not X's, stuff. it's not X's fault. But no, it, no, no. you've got, you've got a stop. bunch of people. Yeah, you got a bunch of people trying to trying to like, like, like really, really dename X and all that. Yeah, absolutely. You got some oh, and people too. Like she oh, yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah, she yeah, don't yeah. deserve that. I mean, that's that's messed yeah. up, man. I don't understand. I, I, I mean, ultimately, yeah. when it comes down to it, don't show me Taylor Swift every 45 seconds. That was too much. But but two, like, why the hell are you showing me some chick up in a booth? enjoying life watching her boyfriend play a game why because like like well no I, I i know why they're doing it i know who's doing it also it's not the nfl it's not the commentators it's the big wigs at abc nbc cbs oh, yeah. right i know who's doing it but that's the question i'm asking them specifically why how much more who, how much pull do you think the nfl has with the with the rights that they've got to be getting money None. from it well no, God, no. Well, they're, they're no, they're it's product. no, but the thing is, is that, that how these media contracts work, right? Like, just because during this five year stretch something happened that made you more money doesn't mean I'm going to get more money because of it. I get a base money, and then whatever you make off of my product, you keep. So I'm going to take 20% of, and then, right? Like, how they probably have it written in is like that. They probably don't have a set number, right? I'm not making six billion a year. I'm making twenty percent of. I'm making twenty percent of what you make. So if that no, was the case, that. then yes, they're absolutely making more money because of it. But well, we know the Chiefs, somehow the Chiefs made more money off of it. Well, that had to do with jersey sales. That had to do with jersey. That had to do with jersey sales. Million dollars in jersey sales? I'm no, 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 no. Three hundred thirty-one point five million combined. The NFL slash Kansas City organization. Oh, I, thought it, I, thought it said, I thought it just said Kansas City. Chiefs. No, 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 no. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. The NFL and the Kansas City organization, Kansas City Chiefs organization combined made an estimated 331.5 million that bring, more. That brings in viewership. That's you're talking ticket sales went up for every yeah, game yeah. that you went. And if to, you listen to Andy Reid talk too, I mean you do. You've got a bunch of you've got a bunch of young, young ladies out there. Learning about the NFL with an opportunity. 100 to... million followers as well. 
I mean, that, yeah, that right there just screams. You're going to be able to do whatever you want. She could fart and put it in a jar and probably sell it for 150 grand. Yeah. I mean, the one dude who just got caught stalking her would definitely have taken that jar. That the thing that the crazy thing about that is they keep letting that guy out. <laughs> Why? I know. No, and he just keeps he keeps trying to break into her house or some weird weird shit. Like literally, yeah. Bad for him or something. Put him in a hospital for the love of God. Put him in a yeah. fucking hospital. The guy needs he needs some help. Let's put him in a it. fucking hospital. It's not that hard. Put him in a hospital. Yeah, we got a lot of them. You put, him in jail. you put me in a hospital. Put him in jail. Let him read the Bible or something. You know, make him make him yeah. not think about Taylor for ten minutes. Seriously, you know, send him to one of those camps. Yeah, you know. What was that video? I'm not gay anymore. Send him to one of those camps. Yeah. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Nobody wants to say it out yeah. loud, but we all know what I'm talking about. Well, uh, <laughs> Charles Phil, the new TV series. <laughs> you know, but I mean it is. It's exciting. It's exciting for the NFL. I think I I think the most exciting part about it is the amount of of young ladies who have taken an interest in the NFL, regardless. Okay. Not you're not, we're, you're not, we're not going to keep them all, but no, if you were like, what did they say? Hey. If they could retain like, uh, 3%, 2%. if you yeah, could retain 3% of the initial 000. push. Yeah. That's Cause you cool. know, she brought right 10 million views. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's cool. That's cool. Oh. Seeing a bunch of, you know, the, the big thing is, is all you, you hunky burly men out there better watch out. Cause you're going to get, you're going to be heading to the bars talking to women about sports and they're going to put you under the fucking table with the knowledge they have. Right. So be yeah, ready for when, that. Yeah. When they start <laughs> looking into this stuff, they get fucking dedicated. So you better watch out. They're going to, I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. They hold a grudge for a really long time. How do you think they hold it? They they do things well, all right? Yeah. Women are women. They, they get shit figured out. So if you walk into a bar and you see a woman wearing a Kelsey jersey and you're thinking in your head, I should go over there and talk to that woman. Rethink that before you decide to go pull over there. Pull up Google and pull up some facts real quick. Yeah, ensure that exactly. you don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> be over there at school in your ass on sports trivia. I like that, but, but uh, I guess I guess to... to We've attempted to talk about coaches all, all episode. This has been fantastic. To, to oh, kind of wrap up, to wrap oh, up a little. We don't. We yeah. talked about the only important ones anyway. So. To, but to wrap up the the coaching things, uh, the 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 stories I'm most interested in, um, Carolina and Washington. I'm just I'm going to be interested to see how that goes. Dan Quinn's a good coach, okay. and Carolina's got a uh, Canales. Canales, I think his name is for for Carolina. Well I, done. I've got no idea. I believe it is. I believe he was Tampa Bay's like defensive coordinator or something. Um, the Carolina's head coach. Yeah. Well, I you know I have faith in the GM there um, in Carolina's GM, Dave Canales. Dave Canales there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. That's that's pretty interesting. Obviously, the the Chargers scenario. I just you know. And like you said, you said it earlier, they just dropped the age of the average age of the head coach by getting even Quinn's 53 or 54. So yeah. they just dropped the average age down to like 40 by hiring yeah. all these younger guys. By a lot. By a yeah. lot. By a lot. I mean, Mike McDonald's now the youngest coach in the NFL. So head coach in the NFL. Right. It's um, a culture thing, like you said. And I, I, I appreciate that things are changing and it's going to be interesting to see how they draft. Well, you see more. what these young minds are doing on the field, bro. Yeah. You see, you see the motioned offense, the designs, the, you know, I mean, it's, 
Yeah, the schemes are definitely changing. The way that they the coach NFL is younger, and these veteran locker rooms they can handle these veteran coaches, but these younger locker rooms, it's not mixing well, and we're seeing that. Yeah, we're we're seeing that. Even Joe Barry, you know, I mean, as much as we want to talk about it, he fit with the players well for the most part. Okay, yeah. towards the end here, regardless, I I've heard I've heard a few reports of of some players saying, "Oh, Joe Barry was well liked in the locker room." Well, that report and all the shit coming out on social media leading up to the last few weeks of the season, two wow. completely different um, reports, okay? So when you when you got players screaming about how oh, they're not playing through injuries anymore, blah, 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 you've only got two options. These were defensive players, so it's either the DC or the head coach, and obviously Matt LaFleur wasn't the problem. Correct. So back off. We were talking about millionaires here. They're can find the amount of compassion for the top 10% coming from a demographic who over 45% is medically uninsured is befuddling to me. You want to know the other thing too, is that they act like Barry's not ever going to get another NFL job. He's, he's young. He's not going to get another NFL job. He could go get a coach. I heard Boston college needs a new head coach. Uh, uh, speaking of Boston College, guess what? They're dipping into the Ohio State pot where they came to get their head coach. Mm-hmm. There's this big weird thing with Ryan Day and Ohio State. That would be hilarious if all of a sudden uh, Bill O'Brien's like, "Nah, I'm going to <laughs> the Ohio, the Ohio Marlins." No, the, the Ohio Marlins. Yes, the Ohio Marlins. Ohio Marlins. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, if you guys have not caught the Paul Feinbaum. Uh, this little episode that I posted. Man, if you guys aren't catching the Paul Feinbaum show, it is it's good right now. The callers make the show, man. The callers yeah. make the show. I would I want to call in as the Boys in the Woods podcast between the two of us yeah. and just have a conversation with Paul. Yeah, we should try that. We'll try to do a live on air call in to one of these uh one of these shows one of these days. I think Paul would be call very in. you're live on the air. No, you're live on the air, Paul. Yeah. No, you're live on the air, Paul. Yeah, that'd be funny. But uh so, you know, you call them the Miami or Marlins. the Ohio yeah. Marlins. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. if you guys don't understand that the Marlins won a uh a World Series by basically purchasing all of the high named high profile players. Overpaying yeah. for all the high profile Overpaying. players. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's worked out really, really well for them since. They've got to I mean, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It's, it's crazy to me that people like Maurice Claret and Ohio State can go around and do all of this. I mean, I, now I'm guess I'm guessing these schools where these kids were signing up to draft day and all these cars, they're actually getting in trouble. The um, investigations uh, have been opened I up, uh, especially in Tennessee. Deep shit, yeah, yeah. So, and and mm-hmm. you want to hear people scream? Oh, you should have heard. You should have heard the SEC screaming about Michigan. It's like y'all y'all don't get it. Like you call it cheating. And that's the word you're hooked on. But yeah, everybody is cheating on this freeway that you're specifically talking about. Now, this other freeway, that was a brand new exit. And these motherfuckers are breaking through that exit. You're about to find out. It's, it's, I'm going to laugh. I mean, if it's true, if it's true, Tennessee might end up like like um what's that sm smu or whatever oh, the hell that penalty they're gonna get they're gonna i think the NCAA is gonna have a lot more on their hands and looking into michigan's uh 
how much they paid for tickets well, this to is, with this, his iPhone at the freaking game to record the sidelines. I'm sorry, yeah. but I think they got bigger problems. Oh, this this it did. It did because it opened up it opened up a huge, yeah. huge hole into the side building of the NCAA. I mean, you came okay. after Michigan like you like oh. like Michigan was stealing babies. And sending them off to an island. That was Guess it was what? crazy to me. Ohio State will probably be the next one on their radar. Oh, and yeah. Alabama. Uh, Ohio State's hard on their radar already. It, it's it's yeah. I mean, the the amount of money they're getting coming uh, soon to crazy. a podcast near you. Charles and I will be breaking news on That's the Ohio State Marlins. Yeah, I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking two seasons. I'm talking two seasons. Two seasons. Maybe next season, yeah. You know the best part about this, right? Yeah. The best part about this, I guess we can end it on this. Um, yeah, go for has it. Has Ohio State ever not had great players? No, I don't believe they. I, believe I mean, they, every, every year they have a multitude of five-star recruits, just great, great-ass fucking players, right? Even before the NIL, yeah. Even before the NIL. Nobody's ever questioned if Ohio State was recruiting well or not. No. But you know what happens? Their head fucking coach gets them into the same goddamn mess. He gets them in every other time, and then you got kids on the sideline crying because crying Ryan couldn't get it done again. Those coaching, coaching kids, kids and coaches. I mean, what there's, look at, look at, do you see this writing here? It's pretty solidified. Okay. So when, when writing gets put on the wall, it, it wasn't just thrown there magically. The writing is put on the wall by an institution, person, player, other than something else or what continues the same fucking story over and over and over again. Yeah. If you look at that and expect change, that's your damn problem. I don't think it could be anybody else's problem. But for the rest of you out there, go ahead. No. Like saying, organic growth. Yeah. Build your team organically. Recruit organically. Tell the kids the truth. Stop lying to them and stop paying for recruits. That's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. I mean, you're... The players aren't the problem. It's the coach. I guess, though, I guess, I mean, I guess if you're Ohio State, right? I mean, right. the only option you have is to buy every big name player out there and pay out the ass for your program in a non-pay-for-play sport like college football and yeah. spend millions and millions of dollars because you've lost the last three years horrendously when every year you're projected to win for some god-awful reason and your head coach just lets you down no second half adjustments ever made he puts way too much pressure on young kids and he continues to put the same fucking product on the field like he's some young punk ryan day is not the parent you want Ryan Day's the parent you need, right? Ryan Ryan Day's like that cool kid parent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's not the one that's going to fucking punish you or get you on the path you belong to, but he's definitely going to be the one who cracks a beer with you in the garage because I'd rather have you drinking here with me than out there on the streets dead. So, yeah, he's a cool guy. Like I said, Lane Kiffin and Paul Feinbaum both said it. I sure hope you guys gave these kids receipts for all that cash you gave them. Because Uncle Sam's coming. Uncle Sam's coming hard. 
You bet your ass. You bet your ass because the thing is, is that in order for that university to maintain its tax status, any dimes has to be accounted for. Has to be accounted for on that organization. So if you think somehow or another you're going to find money that, you know, it's 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 going to be hilarious because you will will get will get a thirty for thirty film. I'm talking. The projection of this is is Bro. not the glory of the top of a mountain. It's more the ninety Miami Hurricanes. Charles, this is what uh, one of the Ohio fans uh, got into with me on Twitter about that. It, it's paid through a collective. It doesn't. It could be a donation. I said, I don't know on what planet you freaking think that giving NIL money as a donation isn't going to be audited by. It doesn't the matter IRL. even. If- even if it is a gift or a donation, if it's over $1,500, not like, from a family you, member, you have to report it. I'm like, how dumb can you possibly be? We'll blame the American education system on that one because finances should be taught in school, especially your basic 1040s. But yeah. Shout out Eddie Gordon, the principal of comedy. The principal of comedy. But yeah, I mean, your basic 1040, it even tells you, did you receive any gift slash donation this year totaling more than X amount of dollars? Although if you just go to the irs.gov slash free file, you can find all this information readily available. There, there's a daily daily news bite by Charles. Yeah, the .gov websites are cool, especially if you know how to navigate them. If you don't, look look for your state's local navigator. Each state has one. Some states have two. They're there to help you. You can also find all of our cool shit at boysinthewoods906.shop. That's boysinthewoods906.shop. And for all of you out there continuing to listen, click like, subscribe, comment. We appreciate you. We appreciate you sharing. We appreciate you caring. We appreciate you for being you. We care that you're here with us today, maybe tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, just as long as you're here. The world is a better place because you're in it.